This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Meredith Kane is also with us again today. Plenty of headlines as far as your Cleveland Browns are concerned. Uh, Jadavian Clowney uh, is one of them. Deshaun Watson's got a big week ahead. And we're going to talk about some ownership accountability today, too. But, Daryl, let's start off with the big news of the weekend, especially for folks hoping for a little help on defense. Jadavian Clowney, one year, coming back, uh, what, $11.1 million, something like that, close to it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, just another example of Andrew Barry being really good at his job and also being extremely patient uh, with his job uh, as well. A lot more patient than uh, I think we in the media are, certainly a lot more patient than the fans are. It is something that fans uh, had been hoping would happen for pretty much the entire offseason. A lot of questions as to whether or not he was going to uh, come back ultimately he decides to return on another one-year deal. Uh, I had said all along that that's the structure that Andrew Barry should be looking for. Just because of his injury history, uh, I was reluctant to, to want the Browns to commit m- multiple years uh, of guaranteed money his way. But uh, another one-year contract, uh, around $11 million, so he gets a little bit of a pay bump there. Um, remember last year he signed that one-year deal worth $8 million, and he got uh, about another... 750k or so in in sack incentives was a was really the perfect bookend working opposite Miles Garrett. So uh, they get to renew that for 2022 uh, and 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 push some of these uh, other unknown quantities at that position down the depth chart. So big weekend for the Browns getting Clowney to agree to terms. Daryl, I I think that Clowney is a great lesson for Browns fans when we sit around and we talk about. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? I, I think that Jadavian Clowney set the tone in his last press conference saying that, hey, I like Cleveland. I want to be a part of this. Uh, but, you know, business is business, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, we're all in this for money. We're in this for taking care of our families. And I, I like the way that that happened at the end of the season, and I really like the way this thing all played out. In, in fact, the only surprise is that, um, and we don't know what the exact terms are, so we don't know when he has got a report or when he's got to be there or when he's going to get veteran days or whatever. But I was kind of surprised that he signed it so early. 
I, I was I was assuming it was going to come up a little bit later just so he wouldn't have to come to some of these mandatory events that are in Berea just so he can do things on his own time, especially for a veteran that's able to, you know, kind of control his own destiny a little bit, knowing what his his true value is. And I think as a Browns fan, the fact that we got to chill out a little bit on Genevieve Clowney. It wasn't no, – no one – I heard anybody – that called our show that I talked to that said, oh, my God, we're not going to get Jadavian Clowney. Are we going to lose Jadavian Clowney? Or, or what's going to happen with Jadavian Clowney? I think people were like, well, if he signs with another team, I hope he'll because it's not, probably not what he was going to get with Cleveland. But it feels like he's going to come back. And it didn't feel like there – like it wasn't the same stress as Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was like, you got to sign him. we got to bring him back. We need another wide receiver. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was over the top. And I think if there was ever a lesson for patience, Jadavian Clowney taught us all this offseason that sometimes you just got to chill and see what happens. Well, I don't know. Why, I, I don't understand why fans were stressed over Jarvis Landry. He kept trying to tell you for months he wasn't coming back. So <laughs> I don't know why people were all stressed over that. Whereas with Clowney, I think there you're was right. false hope. I think there was false hope when, when they got to Sean Watson. That's what it was. Yeah. Don't you? It was just yeah. false hope. I, I guess. Um, but, you know, with, with Clowney, yeah, I mean, it was – my thing was if they could get him back, it'd be great. If they don't, then, you know, you you, you just move on. But, uh, I, again, uh, Andrew Barry's patience pays off. Now, will that same patience pay off in the Baker Mayfield situation? Well, that remains to be seen. But we have seen uh, with Barry that he, you know, he, he, he does not uh, react impulsively or emotionally – uh, he is a, a very patient uh, GM, um, and you know this is an example of that patience really paying off. Today, you know, we'll, we'll put to we'll come to terms whenever you're ready. We'll get this thing knocked out or put pen to paper whenever you're ready. He, technically, he doesn't have to report to Bria for another three weeks uh, or so and, until the mandatory minicamp. The OTAs are still. Part of the the we put in air quotes voluntary uh, off season uh, program, so uh, you know we'll see Jadavian in uh, mid June there for the mini camp at the very latest. But yeah, I mean it's good that he's back. They needed to bring him back. You know, defensive line. I was I'm more concerned or was more concerned about the defensive line than I was the receiving core uh, going into the season. But now that they got Clowney back. Uh, I'm still worried about the defensive tackles just because there's there's unknown quantities at that position. Um, you know, I have no idea what Jordan Elliott's going to be able to give them or, uh, you know, Perry and Winfrey or Tommy Togiai or uh, Day or, or Brian or any – like, I got no idea what they're going to have uh, at defensive tackle going into this season. But at least I know the two guys on the end of the defensive line, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, proven Pro Bowl caliber talent uh, at their respective positions, uh, and, and two guys that just were absolutely outstanding working off each other. I, I said it before, Andy. I, I maintain it. I thought Miles Garrett benefited from having Clowney, and I really felt like Clowney benefited from having Miles Garrett. Well, I also think that you one thing that people forget about when the season starts, and you're going to get injuries, you're going to get guys nicked up, and you're going to want to change things up a little bit. And that also, they picked up Chase Winovich in the offseason, and that gives you depth. And, and you know as well as I know 
or any really smart Browns fan knows that you're only as good as that guy who's behind your starter who could get hurt in the next game. And to have Chase Winovich, a guy who looked like he was going to start until, you know, Jadavion Clowney signed, I mean, he was your he was your plan B. And now plan B truly is a plan B because he can be a backup. He can do what you need to do in that role. It gives you three quality uh, defensive ends. I mean, two Pro Bowl and a quality defensive end, I think, with Chase Winovich. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Alex Wright. You bring in a third rounder and, you know, it gives you a little bit of youth there too as far as the future is concerned. So maybe if Clowney is if, if Clowney is here for one year and they need to figure out what's going on with the next, maybe you move Alex Wright over to the other side or, you know, whether he plays right or whether, you know, he's not going to play left. But if he plays the right-hand side, then you've got depth as well. So I agree with you with, with Andrew Barry and mapping out a plan, having it. I wonder how confident they were in getting Clowney the whole time. I, I had to believe that they felt like uh, they felt good when the offseason started as far as Clowney is concerned. But I'm also concerned about what you said. That that interior defensive line scares the you-know-what out of me. I just don't know what we have. And I really hope Perry and Winfrey is as good as he sounds. How's that sound? Yeah, I, I think that's you know fair to say. Uh, you know, to your point uh, about defensive end, now uh, a third-round pick instead of, uh, you know, being third on the depth chart, now he goes to fourth. Uh, and he, he gives you more time to, um, you know, make sure you can develop him as a rotational player. As we know, Joe Woods uh, likes to, to move guys around uh, on that defensive line. But, yeah, I, I just I, – I don't – Look, I mean, Jordan Elliott or, you know, Perry and Winfrey or, uh, you know, Sheldon Day or Tommy Togiai, look, they they may end up being really, really good players this year for the Browns. It's just right now they're unknown quantities. That's that's where the, the issue is, right? You know, Elliott, limited playing time as a 2020 third-round pick. Um you know, you know, Perrion's a, a fourth-round pick. Togiai is a fourth-round pick from, uh, you know, last year. So it's just a lot of unknown quantities on the interior uh, of the, the defensive line. And, and I have a feeling that once the season gets going, there's going to be a lot of conversation about the run defense not being very good. Um, but on the flip side of that, too, this is kind of part of the roster building type thing. We, we've talked about where Andrew Barry has made his investments financially, and he's made he's made those investments where you're supposed to make those investments, right? Offensive line, franchise quarterback, number one wide receiver, uh, running backs are taken care of. Uh, on the defense, you, you know, stud defensive end, in this case, two of them. Uh, you know, cornerback. Uh, so he spent the money where you expect to spend money as far as the cornerstones of your roster. Uh, and as we saw with this draft, with having nine picks between the third and the seventh rounds this year, you know, those are the outside of Cade York, right? Um, and outside of David Bell, um, even though David Bell, I, I feel like, is a developmental player, but he's higher on the ladder as a developmental player. These are all developmental depth players that they picked. And so, you know, the, the days of the draft class holding it down in the starting lineup for the Cleveland Browns are long gone. Um, and that's going to be the philosophy for the next couple of years is they don't have first-round picks following 
the Deshaun Watson trade is it's going to be draft and developmental classes the next couple years where you're filling in the back end, the depth of the roster, while also at the same time, uh, you know, bringing in guys that you project in maybe a year or two or three develop into those core starting pieces to fill in the gaps of your roster. And we'll get to play the Joe Woods game all season long, too. <laughs> That's always the best part because I love it when the defense struggles one game that the phone lines light up on a Monday with, ah, fire Joe Woods, Joe Woods. I mean, you talk about a love-hate uh, position. It's It's got to be one of the coordinator spots as long as as well as the head coach because I, I it was amazing to watch the roller coaster ride last year for, oh, we have the worst defensive coordinator ever. Oh, you know, Joe Woods is a pretty good defensive coordinator. So I can't wait to play that game all season long. No games this week for Deshaun Watson because it is going to be crazy, with especially with this HBO uh, series coming out or HBO interview coming out this week and all kinds of talk about a, a lot of things. So when we come back, we will dive into Deshaun Watson. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're hearing, well, remember to subscribe to it. It's the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can always join in at Game day, CLE. Back on Deshaun Watson next.